0: As you've been hearing before me coming into the pulpit, our key verse this Father's Day is Joshua 1 and verse 9. And if you have your copy of the Bible, would you please open it to Joshua 1 and verse 9? It has been read for us, and I want to read it again. Joshua 1:9. God is speaking. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is what God Almighty commanded General Joshua just before he was to lead the Israelite army and the Israelite people into the promised land. And if you scan the entire book of Joshua, You will see that the task which was in front of General Joshua was daunting. It was an intimidating task. The quick to doubt and grumble Israelites were to be led. The Jordan River was to be crossed. The fortified enemy cities were to be captured. There were giants in the land to combat. There were tough military battles to fight. Then there was division of the land as an inheritance amongst all the tribes of Israel. And on top of all of that, the daunting and intimidating tasks that General Joshua faced Was that Moses now departed? Had huge sandals to try to fill. And it wasn't just that the tasks ahead of General Joshua were daunting and intimidating, but humanly speaking, he lacked adequate training. Nancy Lee DeMoss in her devotional says, and I quote, As far as we can tell, Joshua had no prior military training before his commission to duty. No boot camp, no practice drills, no courses in war strategy, or even experience as a soldier. His very first time in battle, he was given a commander's uniform. Makes you wonder. What his chances were for survival, let alone victory. And, Dads, in these days together, we face many intimidating problems too. The temptation to pass on in person worship, although comorbidities don't necessitate. Inflation, higher. Prices before have become extremely higher. COVID and all that has done to change and alter our daily lives. Peer pressure, adult to adult and child to child. Oh yes, we as dads in this generation have intimidating factors with which to deal. There's the internet. There's social media. There's the incessant temptations in our country to gamble. Now on sports games. God dishonoring music and gaming. Increased demands from our jobs. Often our wives have to work outside of the home because of necessity. The attempts to normalize homosexuality and gender confusion. Oh yes, we live in an intimidating time for being a Christian father. The issues of divorce and or abandonment, a less family meals together, moral and ethical corners, we are told we should cut pressures on our children to earn college scholarships in sports or in music to defray the otherwise preemptive costs of an education, be it here in the Bahamas or abroad. Gangs and crime, mental, emotional, and physical weariness. We face our own giants, fathers. We need, we are commanded to be strong and to be courageous. But what would that look like? What would being strong as a dad and being courageous as a dad look like? Can we be more specific? Can the text, the verse before us, tell us more detail? Yes, it can. And before we get to that detail, let me ask this question. Is being strong the same as being courageous? And if it's not the same then what are the differences? Well, based on Joshua 1.9, it is different to be strong than to be courageous, and we are to be both. So what is the difference, according to Joshua 1.9, between being strong as a father and being courageous as a father? Let me try to point it out. It's quite interesting. There are two different Hebrew words in this verse. One is a Hebrew word for strong, kazakh. And the other Hebrew word in Joshua 1.9 is translated be of good courage, that's amatz. So what's the difference between these two different Hebrew words? The Hebrew word for strong has a range of meanings. Listen carefully. To be strong with the sense of this Hebrew noun is to fasten, to bind, to seize, to strengthen, to help, to repair, to fortify, to restrain, to be valiant, to hold fast, to construct. When God commands us guys to be strong based on the Hebrew verb in this verse, he's saying we are commanded to fasten, to bind, to seize, to strengthen, to help, to repair, to fortify, to restrain, to be valiant, to hold and to construct. The very same Hebrew word is used in 1 Kings 2 verse 2 when the dying King David charged his son who would be next king, Solomon, with these words, be strong, that's the Hebrew Kazakh, and show or prove yourself to be a man. You know, today, the world is desperate for men. More specifically today, the world is desperate for good fathers as defined by God, who day in and day out are strong and who are clearly showing themselves to be men. Like the rest of the world, we have some males who have birth certificates which suggest they are grown men. But these males males betray the fact that they are still boys by their behaviors. The Israelites may have faced a river and battles and giants and fortresses and military coalitions, but we have children, dads. We have children who face COVID complications and peer pressures and internet temptations and perverted sexuality lies and The stress to succeed in the world's way. Therefore, so, Christian Dad, we are to show ourselves strong no matter what the ages of our children are. And we must be willing to roll up our sleeves and to do the hard work, watch it now, of valiantly fastening. Have you fastened yourself to your kids? The hard work of binding. Do you know what's falling apart for your kids? The hard work of seizing. Are you grabbing the teachable moments with your children? The hard, valiant work of strengthening your kids because your kids will be weak from time to time. The valiant work of helping. Does your child know that no matter how small the deal for them, no matter how big the deal for them, that you as their father stand ready to help them? The hard work of repairing when you notice that a child of yours is broken, do you love enough to get involved and seek to repair? Are we valiantly fortifying our children, as Brother Mark Wallace shared, with the Word of God? Do we know how to use the word of God in proper context to fortify our children when they need it? What about restraining? What about making it hard for your kids to sin? Some of us may have been raised with fathers who made it easy for us to sin. There's nothing wrong Christ-following fathers, of being righteously strict with your kids. What about holding fast? We're going to have to roll up our sleeves to do the valiant work of holding fast. Your kids must know that you always love and accept them. Jesus' parable of the prodigal son he went to the far-off land, spent all of his inheritance and riotous living, realized that he was no better off than his father's hired hands on the ranch. And he came home. He wasn't lectured. He was loved. Daddy watched on that horizon every day for his son to return in answer to daddy's prayer, and he ran. Men in that culture didn't run. Mature fathers didn't run. It was Disrespectful, it was below fathers. But this father in Jesus' parable ran because he embraced his repentant son and showed him the love that all of our children need. The acceptance, have a barbecue, celebrate this son of mine who is dead is come, he's alive. And what are we constructing, fathers? If the Hebrew verb, that part of what it means is to to be strong in constructing. What does that mean? What are we building? The proper builder begins with the end in mind, right? What is our end in mind when we are seeking with God's help and the word of God's help to construct our children? Well, what the end in mind is Christlikeness for them. The end in mind is them becoming fully independent of us as parents in favor of becoming fully dependent on God. That's the end in mine. And dads, by leading our wives and children to God's word and prayer daily, that family altar can contribute to the construction that we have desired for our children, they be Christ like. All of that is wrapped up in the first command of the verse, have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Be strong is covered in everything I've shared. Be strong. But the great thing about the verse is it's got a second part, tells you how you can be strong in all those different ways. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for, because the Lord your God is with you. Isn't that great? He's with us as fathers wherever we go. He's with us. And so we turn from the first command that General Joshua got of be strong to the second command, which is to be of good courage. Verse nine in its entirety again. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage, Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So what does it mean to be of good courage? If being of good courage is different than being strong, and I'm making the case from the Hebrew that it is, then what is involved, what would it look like for me to be a courageous father? What would it look like for you guys that are dads to be courageous fathers? What would that look like? Well, I told you a little while back, the Hebrew word here is amats. Amats. The word has a range of meaning, just like the Hebrew word translated strong has a range of meaning. But the range of meaning for amats, to be of good courage, paints a picture of courage that looks like the following. You ready? The Hebrew words to have courage is to be alert. To be alert. That means, dads, we should have earned our PhD in our individual children. We should be alert to them. Proverbs 27 23 says, Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. The courageous father has a PhD in understanding each of his children because they're different. And he shepherds those children because each child is a different sheep. (laughs) Each child has unique propensities and skills and abilities and interests and passions. And so I ask me, and by extension I ask you who are fathers this morning here, how do you know the well condition of your flock? Two things. If you would want to know the condition of the sheep that you call children in your flock, two things, spend time with them and listen to them. Spend time with them and listen to them. But there's more to be of good courage is to confirm. And fathers who stand on the Bible so our kids can stand on us. And in so standing on the Bible... We confirm for our children what's right and wrong in a day of subjective truth when they're being told in different manner by different voices. There's no such thing as absolute truth. Your truth is for you and my truth is for me. No. Truth is absolute. I want a neurosurgeon who has absolute understanding of neurosurgery. I want a pilot who knows the rules of aerodynamics and flies the plane by the book. You don't say, oh, you fly the plane however you want, whatever seems right to you, and you fly the plane however you want, whatever seems right to you, that's a recipe for a crash. And so in a day and age when the world tells our children that there's no such thing as absolute truth, we need to confirm what absolute truth is with them based on scripture, amen? and that so doing we as fathers should be more like a lighthouse than the set sail of a sailboat which changes all the time there's more to be courageous is to be steadfast of mind uh, no fast changing and fluctuating of opinions, rather settled convictions. I've taught you before, there's a big difference between an opinion and a conviction. An opinion is not based on the Bible. It's just a preference, it's a, it's a taste, it's a subjective. I probably wouldn't cross the street for some of my opinions, Burger King and McDonald's. I probably wouldn't cross the street for my opinions, but I would die for my convictions. If someone put a gun to my head and said, denounce that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the world's only Savior, I'd say, pull the trigger. Our children need fathers of conviction based on the word of God. Be steadfast of mind. But there's more. To be courageous is to prevail. You know, some of us, guys, we are apologetic for winning, Maybe, maybe too many of us have settled for losing points with our kids that God meant for us to make and to win. C.H. Spurgeon wrote this. If you want to ruin your son, never let him know a hardship. When he is a child, carry him in your arms. When he becomes a youth, still dandle him. And when he becomes a man, still dry-nurse him, and you will succeed in producing an errant fool. If you want to prevent his being useful in the world, guard him from every kind of toil. Do not suffer him to struggle. Wipe the sweat from his dainty brow and say, Oh, dear child, you shall never have another task so arduous. Pity him, and when he ought to be punished, Supply all his wishes, avert all disappointments, prevent all troubles, and you will surely tutor him to be a reprobate and to break your heart. Put him where he must work. Expose him to difficulties, purposefully throw him into peril, and in this way you shall make him a man." And when he comes to do a man's work and to bear a man's trial, he shall be fit for either one. Mm-hmm. Some of us dads have conceded defeats on issues that we never should have conceded defeats on. Don't be embarrassed to win contests that God means for you to win. Still more, in having courage involves to make strong, not to be strong, but to make your kids strong. It is the courageous father who is used of God to make his kids strong, servants and warriors for the Lord. Those are tall orders, aren't they, guys? Those are tall orders, but Joshua 1, 9b makes us Christian dads tall enough to meet those tall orders from God. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so Joshua 1, 9 is a very fitting Father's Day text. It's calling us, who are fathers to be strong. It's calling us who are fathers to be courageous. Because, may I state the obvious? In 2022, in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, your kids and mine aren't entering the land that's flowing with milk and honey. They're not entering the promised land. Rather, they are entering and are in the culture flowing with man's philosophies and half truths, which are satanic lies. Back then, it was the promised land, now, it's the perilous land. It's time to close this biblical challenge with prayer. And I'd like every man in the sanctuary, whether you are a father or you're not a father, would you stand for prayer with me? You who may be viewing the live stream at home, whether you are or not a father, but you are a man, would you stand at home for this prayer? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we who are fathers want to show and prove ourselves to be men. Lord, you are the perfect Heavenly Father. You can make us strong to valiantly fasten and bind and seize and strengthen and help and repair and fortify and restrain and hold fast and to construct. Thank you for in the person of the Holy Spirit being with us as redeemed fathers, driving away our fear and our dismay, Also, Heavenly Father, please help us to be courageous, to be alert, to confirm, to be steadfast of mind, to prevail, and to make strong. For Father, we live in a perilous land, and our kids do too, A land where good is called evil and evil is called good. A land where lies are considered truth. A land when many, a man without Christ, does only what's right in his own eyes. Father, as you well know, we live in a perilous land. And our kids do too. Lord, as we have heard a sermon like this, your spirit has ministered the word of God to us. And I'm sure that some of us, perhaps many of us, have become more aware that we have fallen short of being strong and courageous fathers. Forgive us for Jesus' sake. And relaunch us into fatherly duty. Father, Satan is a liar and an accuser and he would want us to believe as we stand before you mindful of our failures that it's too late to change. That's a lie. Father, may we not believe that lie. And help us, Father, not to be afraid or dismayed and help us to bank on the promised fact that the Holy Spirit goes with us as your redeemed fathers, wherever we go. Father, we pray in the name of and for the sake of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and for his good in the lives of our children. Amen.